last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed, and believe the Oceanic 815 landed safe and sound. You take the red pill, you stay on the island, and I show you whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. That was, of course, a quote from The Matrix, Morpheus trying to get to the bottom of whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never really did, unfortunately. Uh, but that's what we're here for. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, Numbers today. Episode 18 of Season 1. Emma, what did you think of Numbers? I liked it. This is really yeah. the only backstory that I remembered from my first watch oh, through. okay. But um, it was fun to revisit it. And I love the Claire stuff this episode mm-hmm. so what did you think oh it's yeah it's great I, I um hurley is not someone needed a complex backstory like he's a pretty surface level guy uh which means the fact that he actually does have a compelling backstory is pretty great mm-hmm. like it, it really is like oh you didn't need to make him like this but it now it just adds another element of the show that's great so yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of this episode. Well, let's let's jump right into it here. This episode came out March second, two thousand five. Uh, it was written by David Fury. It's his last episode writing for the show. He had originally done Walkabout, uh, Solitary, and Special, which are the Locke, Saeed, and Michael episodes mm-hmm. um, that we've seen so far. And then this is his last one. So I, he had a pretty good run on the show. I mean, those are all pretty great episodes. Walkabout is the episode that almost won an, em- an Emmy. It was nominated oh. for an Emmy uh, from Lost First Season, but it didn't win. Do you know what he went on to do next? I think from this, he went on to do 24 um, okay. after the first season of Lost. So I don't know if that's an upgrade or what. I feel like I, if it's me, I'm sticking with Lost, but yeah. um, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe in 2005, 24 was the better prospect. Uh, and then it was also co-written by Brent Fletcher, who was yet another uh, writer from Angel. Oh, interesting. And David Fury was one of the ones we talked about in the past. It was one of the, the Buffy and Angel people as well. So mm-hmm. they just keep uh, keep coming up. I kind of want to see if we get the entire writer's room from Angel in, in Lost at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like we might. And then it was directed by uh, Daniel Atias, Adias. Who has directed like a million different things on TV, but he's he's directed for a lot of great shows too. Uh, he directed for uh, Sopranos and The Wire. Oh wow! A couple episodes of each. I couldn't figure out which ones they were. IMDb was being weird about it. Um, he but he's like still directing. He directed episodes of uh, The Walking Dead. <laughs> he directs this episode, and then I think he doesn't sh- come back to the show until season six. So something oh, to look wow. forward to, I guess. Yeah. Kicking it off, uh, this episode starts off with Hurley helping to uh, make the raft. He's helping Jin. Uh, Hurley and Jin are arguing, but basically Hurley is like still almost purposefully oblivious to whatever Jin is saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, but it, I like it. Kind of shows Michael is starting to make an effort with Jin. Yeah, they're basically buddies now. Yeah, I mean they're the best friends on the island for sure. Mm-hmm. They're island besties. Michael asks Jack about something that they can use to, like, signal to passing ships. Now, <laughs> my thought for this, so Jack immediately, this is just setting up the episode, right? Like, it's just, we got to get this out of the way because the premise of the episode is that they need a battery and Hurley also needs to go see Rousseau. But this is very weird. Like, so Michael says, hey, we need to be able to contact passing ships, which is fair. And then Jack says, well, I'll try and have Saeed rig something up, but he'll need a battery. Um, not what I would go to first. I would maybe think, hey, weren't there fireworks? Yes, um, right. Maybe the, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they've just been, like, having little fireworks parties every night, so they're, like, all out. Um, that would be my thought was, hey, what if we use these things like a flare? Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, <laughs> instead, I guess Saeed is going to rig a contraption up. I can't wait to see what it is. And then, yeah, Hurley says that, Rousseau had batteries. They go to talk to Saeed about it, but he uh, refuses to go back or even help them in any way. Um, he can't figure Fair. out what the map is supposed to mean. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is fair, too. Like, especially, like, we'll find out later in the episode, she did rig her base to blow up. Yeah. So she's she let Saeed go, but she is not, like, non-hostile. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, Hurley notices uh, the numbers on uh, the paper uh, that Saeed had stolen from Rousseau. And then we get our, fr- our flashback. Hurley is uh, eating fried chicken. He's dressed in, like, a, a fried chicken restaurant uniform. He's watching TV. His mom, who is played by Lillian Hurst, who she doesn't have like a huge role in the show. Obviously, she's really just there to be the in like Hurley flashbacks. Uh, I, she's great. She's always pretty funny when she's on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like her a lot. But his mom is calling out to him, saying, "You know, hey, you got you're not doing anything on a Friday night. Uh, you're just sitting here. You need to go find a woman." She also asks him if he's watching the G-string Mujeres again. Yeah. Uh, which means that I, I, you know, I guess at some point Hurley did like watch porn in the living room. Which I gotta say, do better, Hurley. Come yeah. On. What are you come doing? Come on. Uh, he is watching the lottery and he wins. He wins the super jackpot. Every single number with four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. And there's a voice. Uh, this is just like a little bit of trivia, but. There's a voice on the screen where he's saying, like, you know, this is a... It's been 16 weeks since our last winner, so this is a huge jackpot. And that's actually Carlton Cuse, who by now is one of the showrunners of the show. So this is where I would like to share something. Uh, it's not not relevant to the episode, because it wasn't really because of Lost. I guess it kind of was. Have you ever read the book uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Um... I listened to it on tape once. Or sorry, oh, wow. an audiobook. Sure. On tape. Uh, oh my god, cut that out, please. I listened to an audiobook of it once. So you somehow got your hands on the record uh for <laughs> the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. and listened to it on a on, on a vinyl. Phone Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. You somehow managed Okay, interesting. <laughs> well um <laughs> There was a, there's a whole bit in that which I have not gone back and like reread that in some time. My sister got me a all all of the books in one edition, like I guess omnibus type thing mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas one year. But I'm like I'm afraid to go back and read it because I thought it was extremely funny mm-hmm. uh, when I was in uh, high school, and I kind of want to just hold on to those memories and maybe right. <laughs> maybe not get it ruined for me if it's not. But I, it is kind of a classic, so I'm sure it still holds up well. But there's a plot point in that which they build a machine that tries to find the answer to life, the universe, and everything. And um, the machine comes out with the answer being 42. And when I was in high school, I don't know how exactly it got started, but it started being a thing where I just started noticing the number 42 more after I had uh, read that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of... I mean... It, Ironically, I guess it's kind of like the number twenty-three movie with I was Jim Carrey. Say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which Good he movie. goes insane. I just was like, oh wow, what a w- weird situ- uh, weird bunch of coincidences. But I just kept seeing the number forty-two, and obviously the reason that that happens um, is because once you just train your brain to notice it, you just notice it all the time, and you don't notice all the other hundreds of numbers that you see every day that aren't forty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it started being a thing that, like, people at my church, I would get them to notice it, and they would start pointing it out to me when it happened. And it was, like, a big thing. I was known as, like, the 42 guy for a while. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so extremely dorky. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I guess Lost contributed to that. It, this would have come out before then. But, um, anyways. It's your angel number. It's my angel number. I can <laughs> I can see where Hurley's coming from, I guess, is what I'm saying on this. Mm-hmm. I'm with him. These numbers, there's something going on here. Um, <laughs> uh, Hurley goes to Saeed in the middle of the night. Uh, this scene is very funny to me. They clearly <laughs> told Naveen Andrews, like, okay, you just need to act like you've just woken up every single take. Like, mm-hmm. he, he just, every time they cut back to him, he's, like, rubbing his eyes or, like, specifically just showing, like, that he's tired and just woke up from sleeping. I don't know. It's He's really hamming it up. It's pretty funny. But Hurley asks about the numbers that were on the, the maps, and Saeed says, well, I don't really know what they mean. They were, I think they might be coordinates or something like that. And then Hurley just kind of says, all right, well, thanks anyways, but he steals a map. 
I like this. I think maybe this is part of why I like this episode so much because so much of this show is people like not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like they'll find out information and then just still be chilling on the beach. So it's really nice to see somebody, uh, you know, with like Hurley, just like want to find something out and then just go on a trek across the island to find it. Yeah, definitely. Um, everyone is so passive all the time. So it's cool that he's like really, really trying to be active and figuring out one of the mysteries on this island. Back in flashback, Hurley's on the news. And so this is the stuff that we saw last episode. I do think it's funny because that it does answer the question, right, of why was Hurley on TV? Uh, it mm-hmm. does raise another question, which is why is a small Korean girl watching American lottery yes. broadcasts? <laughs> that does not... There's no way that they care in Korea about people who won big jackpots over here. Right. Um, but maybe well, she really keeps up on it. Yeah, yeah. Until we get her flashback episode, we won't find out why she was watching. <laughs> but yeah, they ask Hurley how he came up with the numbers, and he just says, oh, they just kind of came to me. Um, and he it shows his family, his brother, um, and his mom, and then his grandpa Tito, and he talks about how he's going to let them get some rest. Uh, and he also, he mentions that he put his family through a lot recently. And then his uh, grandpa Tito, as he's explaining, you know, how he's going to have the good life from here on out, uh, has a heart attack and dies on uh, right behind him as he's talking to the news. It's a bummer. I don't know what it is. Grandpa Tito has, I think, zero lines. Mm-hmm. I liked him. <laughs> I, I wanted like to see more Tito. of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back on the island, Hurley is filling water bottles, and Charlie wants to join him on a walk. Hurley refuses, and then his bag splits open, shows how many water bottles he has, and then he takes off. Claire is just chilling on the beach, and Locke comes up to ask ask for her help with a project. Now, I think I've said this the (laughs) the last few episodes, maybe. I enjoy whenever they just pair Locke off with, like, one person. It's it's great, and I think it works, and it's really good this episode too. It's just a, it, the whole thing is sweet, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel sinister at all, which is a nice departure from Locke's behavior recently. Masaid <laughs> mm-hmm. confronts Jack about stealing his map, uh, and then they slowly realize, oh no, Hurley took it. Charlie talks about how Hurley went off a few hours ago, uh, and so they go off to catch up with him. Uh, Shannon is worried about Saeed. Uh, that's kind of a cute little scene. I like that. Yeah, that's good. No Boone this episode either. I don't know. Maybe he shows up in the background, but I don't think we see Boone uh, in this episode either. Hurley starts walking across the beach, uh, and some music starts playing, and uh, you think, oh, this is a weird soundtrack choice, but it's leading into a flashback. He's driving a big yellow Hummer. Maybe the most 2005 thing about this yeah. episode. <laughs> Incredible. I You forget that those were like a thing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever drive one? No. No? I, okay. I don't think I ever saw one in person, but they were definitely like a 2005 thing. Like, I remember yeah. people in my class who didn't even have a driver's license yet being like obsessed with them. That's How so did they crazy. even get so popular? I don't know. They're, I'm, well, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what it was because like, they get terrible gas mileage. Yeah. Like, it's like three miles to the gallon or something stupid like that. Like, truly horrendous. And also, like, they're just impractical. Like, why would you want a car that, like, is going to be a pain to park all the time? It's like a like, military it's one thing if you vehicle. have a truck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for it doesn't have any of the military capabilities that, right. like, that are the reason that they value it. It's just a weird mass-produced copy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I do still drive one. I actually, I guess I should have said that <laughs> up front, but mm-hmm. I do still drive big, big uh, yellow Hummer. Um, <laughs> so Hurley is taking his mom to a surprise that he has for her, which is that he bought her a house. And they talk about how they had a run of bad luck recently, which is that at, you know, obviously Grandpa Tito died. At his funeral, the priest was struck by lightning, which is great. I love that that's the second thing, is that <laughs> it's somebody getting struck by lightning. That's so good. Uh, and then also Hurley's brother, his girlfriend, uh, ran off with a waitress. The only canonically gay character on Lost. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there won't be another one, <laughs> I think, for a long time. Um, here's, here's my question about that. 
So, like, you're in this relationship and you want to get out of it. But then uh, the person you're married to, his brother, wins the lottery. In my opinion, I waited out a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I've run off with the waitress quite yet. I maybe I maybe go on a vacation or two before I decide I'm done with them. But that's just me. Well, true love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she realized something about herself, and she had to get out of there. <laughs> yep. Hurley says that he is cursed, but his mother immediately objects because they're Catholic. They don't believe in curses. I will say this is where I'm on her side, 100. percent He blindfolds her for just for the step out of the car, and she breaks her ankle on the curb. Uh, and yells at him about it. Um, yeah, he didn't need to blindfold her at all. It mm-hmm. was for four seconds. My mom is in excellent shape. She's, I think, she might currently, as I'm recording this, be hiking the Grand Canyon right now. Oh, um, wow. I would not trust my mom. I would not put a blindfold on my mom and put her near a curb. Yeah. Uh, seems like a bad idea, Hurley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then <laughs> the house catches on fire and Hurley is arrested. Uh, all in the space of like, uh, 30 seconds. Yeah. It's great. I, this stuff is so good, too, because it is comedic, but it's not so much that it's, like, that it doesn't fit in the world of Lost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's absurd, but not so much that it's, like, outside the realm of possibility for what they've set up so far. Uh, which is why it's fun, because it this episode really gives you a taste of... Like, a Hurley backstory is still going to be funny a little bit, just because mm-hmm. Hurley is funny. Back on the beach, Hurley finds the cable... And starts to follow it into the jungle. Uh, we also get a little scene of Sawyer being frustrated uh, while they are while they're banging on the raft, and everybody else being like, "Hey, you you are going on the raft. Why don't you help out with it?" And also, Son and Jin, or sorry, Son and Kate talk about Jin saying that we're never, you know, she thinks that Jin might never speak to her again, and wonders if he's going to go on the raft as well whenever it leaves. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I mean, this is all we get of Kate and Sawyer. We get a little bit more Jack this episode, but they did, I think, really consciously decide, like, we're going to tone down the, uh, the you know, quote-unquote main characters for this one. Yeah. Uh, which is good. I think it's nice that it gives other people more of a time to shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that there weren't any awkward Kate and Jack flirting scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> There's no scene where, like, Jack is, like, chopping wood, like, two inches from her face, Mm -hmm. shouting at her, so that next episode they can, like, kind of have, like, a fun little flirty vibe. (laughs) Yeah, they they really missed out on this one. Uh, Hurley goes to talk to his accountant. Um, I did not get the name of the guy who plays the accountant. I do have to assume it is accountant. Uh, Yeah. Legally, Mm -hmm. his name is accountant. He just... You know what? Well cast, that's what I'll say. He's got that vibe. He looks like he was born wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's another fun thing. Hurley continues to make more money. They say his net worth has, like, doubled since he won the lottery, even though his luck is just getting worse and worse. They also bring up that Hurley uh, owns Locke's company now, which, um, I mean, it's not explicitly stated, but it's just that he owns a box company in Tustin, California. Which is what Locke oh, said he worked for. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So technically, Hurley is Locke's boss. Um, we'll see if this comes up. Uh, there is, of course, the employee review at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So hopefully uh, hopefully Hurley treats him well. Um, uh, his accountant asks, you know, how did he come up with the numbers? Um, and Hurley realizes, like, oh, shoot, that's where all this bad luck is coming from right then. Uh, they argue about whether or not Hurley is cursed, and then a guy jumps off a building <laughs> right behind him and uh, uh, falls past the window screaming. Uh, this is a pretty good little jump scare. Yeah. Hurley, as he is making his way towards uh, Rousseau, steps on a trap. And uh, luckily, that's exactly when Saeed and the rest of them catch up. Saeed says that they need to replace his weight, uh, and Charlie says, with what? Obviously, because... Uh, he weighs so much that it would be impossible to find something that would replace his weight. I know that we are not fans of Charlie on this show, so this may be biased. He really sucks this episode. Oh my god, he was so annoying. Just yeah. no redeeming moments at all. No. we. I mean, we've already had him as well, like, make fat jokes towards Hurley. Mm-hmm. Like, earlier in the season, 
he does one basically every scene for the rest of this episode now that he's in. Like, it's truly... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just they thought that was funny back then. Mm-hmm. The flashback stuff, I do think is funny. This stuff, it just... I don't know. It feels mean. Yeah, it <laughs> like, does. It doesn't seem like it's coming from like a place of like, oh, this is my friend who I'm rooming. Especially because they've only known each other two weeks. Mm-hmm. But like, it's wild to be like, <laughs> like if I'm Hurley on the island, I'm thinking, oh, this this is my enemy now. This is not my yeah. friend. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> this, this guy. Is, yeah, I'm going. I'm gonna. I need to sabotage him. No wonder he didn't want to go on a walk with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come exactly. On. I wouldn't have gone with a, on a walk with him if he was actually going on a walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hurley decides to just not listen to anybody else's advice. Uh, he realizes that it's a spike trap, and he jumps off the, the plate in time. He says he's spry, which I will say, when I was in junior high, uh, we had a coach uh, who was just like a big fat dude, like just really big guy, and mm-hmm. he used to talk about how athletic he was, not in the sense of like in his past, but how athletic he currently was, oh. uh, and and I was just, I was always like, all right, buddy. Come on, like you're not fooling anyone. And then one day somebody called him on it and he had us all stand there and watch and he just did a backflip. It was insane. It blew (laughs) my mind. I was like, oh, this guy wasn't. I mean, he was like, he was huge. It was truly wild. So personally, I think Hurley could have just jumped right over that spike thing. It would have been believable to me. Wait, let's not move on just okay. so quickly. He here. did it, yeah. Yeah, he did a backflip. <laughs> I'm picturing like he made you guys line up and watch. Yeah, yeah. We all it. stood in a circle around him essentially. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. It's pretty it's, I also do think that that's just a funny like obviously it did prove us wrong, but that is a funny response to like Somebody calling you out. All right, watch this. I'm gonna do a backflip. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a funny. That's a funny <laughs> response just on its own. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that he did like a hundred push-ups or something. Like... Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> where you're just like, yeah, that, that's kind of what you're expecting is like him to do something where it's he does it, but he's also like breathing really heavy at the yeah. end of this, and you're like, oh, you shouldn't have pushed yourself like that, dude. But he did a backflip and then was fine. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I have to assume at this point he is dead having like broken his neck proving something to some junior <laughs> hires at some point like i don't know i haven't i haven't maybe i'll check in on him but you know what i'll say i can't do a backflip good for him i can't do a backflip either that's awesome yeah <laughs> in flashback hurley is at the front desk of a mental institution he's looking for lenny there's a janitor behind the uh, the desk who's on an extremely shaky ladder like really stretching to put in a light bulb and Hurley shouts at him, tells him, not right now, dude. And pretty funny. The I think I might go in and edit our episode picture for uh, this episode on the podcasting act and make it the picture of the janitor, like, holding both of his hands up and the, like, all right, all right, you got me. <laughs> I think that that was so funny. The janitor has zero lines, but he is still pretty funny in this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. A doctor walking by recognizes Hurley, um, saying, like, what are you doing back here? So... At this point, we had the Hurley talking about how he had put his family through some stuff, and then apparently he used to be in a mental institution. So we'll, I, we don't really get any hints, I don't think, do we, unless I missed something, this episode, Mm-mm. on why he was in there. And we've also gotten, I, I think it's actually been pretty consistent throughout the season, when people call him crazy, he kind of reacts to it, and especially this episode, but... Mm-hmm. Just even in general. Yeah, they go and find uh, Lenny, who is playing Connect Four by himself. Hurley tells Lenny that he used the numbers to play the lottery. Oh, I guess we get, like, a little reveal. Lenny's, like, sitting there, like, mumbling to himself. And then Hurley says, where'd you get the numbers? And then you find out that he's mumbling the numbers to himself. Mm-hmm. I do think that's funny because, like, it's it's treated as a big reveal and it is, like, a commercial break moment. But we met Lenny one second ago so this doesn't really have any like narrative significance like it's not a big reveal mm-hmm. that he's sitting there like we knew that was why hurley was here <laughs> i don't know i just thought that was funny hurley says that he used him to win the lottery and lenny like all of a sudden breaks out of whatever he's in stops saying the numbers and says he shouldn't have done that uh he basically just has like a breakdown right there 
and he's getting dragged off by orderlies. And he says, like, you know, you open the box, you shouldn't have done that. You gotta go to find Sam Toomey in Kalgoorlie in Australia. That scene was so funny to me because as the orderlies are like pulling him away from he's like, <laughs> yeah. I have questions. Yeah. It's like, Betty, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cut your lasses. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is the time to go. Mm-hmm. Do, do those kind of places really exist? I, I'm I don't know. They're saying... always in movies and TV shows, though. Yeah. Is it weird that every time I see one of those in movies and TV shows, I do kind of think like, well, it wouldn't be that bad. Like, I don't know. I'll just sit there and play Connect Four all day. Yeah. Somebody, somebody comes and brings me my pills. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? That'd be great. I wouldn't have to go to the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So this is, uh, this is how we get Hurley to Australia. Back on the island, uh, they find a rope bridge. I do like, by the way, how now it's kind of like it's a Boys Day Out episode where it's just like... The four guys just, like, kind of on a, their own little mini-adventure. Mm-hmm. They left everyone else behind. I don't know. I think that part's fun, too. I wish we'd gotten a little bit more scenes with the four of them. Because they don't really interact a whole ton. I know. I love Jack and Hurley together. And I feel like we didn't get a ton of opportunities, even though they're together quite a bit in this episode. Yeah. Yep, it's always fun. Always fun to see Matthew Fox and Jorge Garcia. Have a little, have a little bit of fun on the set. So they find a rope bridge. Uh, did you notice anything about this rope bridge? I don't understand how it's being held up. Yeah, I, right. I, well, it's got. It's also like shimmering. It looks like it's a mirage almost. Like yeah. <laughs> the CGI. I don't know what they were working with. Some kind of green screen composite or something. I don't know, but it didn't look great but yeah it's um it's a weird bridge doesn't seem like anybody ever actually used it for anything it looks like it was built dilapidated like i don't understand how mm-hmm. it was supposed to work hurley goes across on his own um kind of just going headstrong everyone else is saying like we'll find another way around and and he just goes for it uh and then charlie goes saying you know like hey if he can do it so that's that's number two jack which by the way too i gotta say hurley goes across the rope bridge i'm thinking like i'm not gonna push my luck (laughs) my thought would not be like oh cool well the the rope bridge could definitely handle a second person then uh (laughs) jack says to stay put but uh hurley doesn't listen and charlie calls him a lunatic again and then back (laughs) back in flashback uh, we see Hurley goes to the absolute middle of nowhere in Australia. Um, did you ever see that show, Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yes, I love carts- that show. Yeah. It was basic. It's basically that house, yeah. right? Like it's just mm-hmm. a, a, it's an old house that's just built in the middle of a desert. Um, I'm gonna be honest. That show used to scare me. It was scary, but it was so funny too. I have a little note about the town of. Um, Cal, Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it. Um, I looked it up, mm-hmm. and because uh, I was expecting it to be like population one hundred, or like maybe not even a real town, but uh-huh. it is. It exists, and it has a population of almost thirty-one thousand people in oh. the um, southern uh, part of Australia on the west side. Uh, of the country um but i saw uh, their temperatures it, it seems like the armpit of australia oh, boy. like the the temperatures um in december and january get up to like 115 degrees Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah that uh that sucks i don't think i don't think i've ever been in 115 yeah, that sounds awful. But that sounds horrendous. Yeah. So, middle of nowhere, I mean, I, Australia. Obviously, I don't know what the temperature of whatever locked cars my parents kept me in <laughs> as a child were, but yeah, well, it seems like a bad place to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Hurley goes to meet Sam Toomey, but it's his wife there who's um, never given a name. This The credits have her as Martha, but... <laughs> She literally just, Hurley says, is Sam Toomey there? And she goes, no, I'm his wife. And doesn't give her, or give Hurley her name. Um, what did you think about her accent? Is that, it's abrasive. Really? When she, when she, you didn't think it flowed naturally, like a normal <laughs> accent would? When she 
first started talking, uh-huh. it, I I did laugh out loud because I was yeah, like, oh my gosh, this is over the top, too much. I do you think that, like you she can't, can't be? Always... No, absolutely not. Okay, absolutely <laughs> not. I I understand. Like, okay, you can't always get like somebody of whatever nationality, but like you have to. You cannot tell me in the state of Hawaii there wasn't one old lady who could do right. an Australian accent. Well, come on. Just as, as soon as she says, ah, you hear about the numbers. I'm just like, oh, I could have done this. I could I could pass for Aussie in, in Lost World. All right. It should have just been Claire in old lady makeup. if they were, Or Emily de Ravenna, <laughs> really? I guess. Yeah, she could have at least done an accent. But we get this big story. Um, Sam and Leonard used to be in the military together, monitoring long-range transmissions. Um, normally they would just get static, and then one night they get um, the numbers through the transmission. <laughs> I mean, so the next day... And this is funny, too, like... Apparently, this she says this was in Kalgoorlie, so, like, I guess they just stayed here after this, but there's a bean-counting contest. Um, <laughs> what's going on in Australia? What are you, you guys doing bean-counting contests? So, Sam, she, you know, this guy's been running this scam for 40 years, she says. Uh, nobody had even come close, but Sam uses the numbers and gets it to the bean. Another very funny phrase. (laughs) So just to put this in context uh, for our listeners, that is almost 5 billion beans. She says that it was in a container that was bigger than a pony. But for it, you can't have 5 billion of anything and have it not be like the size of a full like living room. Yeah. Somebody did the math and for... Whatever they're using to actually be, like, beans, it would have to be a 19 by 19 by 14 foot room. Like, absolute minimum. And this is essentially pressurized at that point. If there's a, if there's a leak, the, the beans will be killing people. But he guessed it right on. Um, I did want to... <laughs> so I did want to bring this up. Um, at, on the website, as I was looking for that math... Uh, I found some old lost theories. This was in February of 2006. So this would have been while season two was airing. Uh, somebody went back and said this. No spoilers here. But people, I'm, I guess this was a common thought after this episode was, hey, that five billion beans sounds like maybe that isn't something that you can have in a traveling circus. Somebody said, yes, this was discussed the first time numbers aired. Perhaps it should be in the FAQ since someone new feels compelled to bring it up every month or so. Um, I, I gotta say... <laughs> These are so snarky. Tone down the attitude. Yeah, come about? on. That's a valid question. If you're gonna pour over every scene looking for theories, maybe you gotta talk about five billion beans. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff, people trying to justify it. Um, saying The beans that, like, specifically? Yeah, like people, the bean specifically, where it's like maybe the guy was just doing a scam with a made up number and it happened to be correct. Mm. They also, um, they also said, and I fully agree with this, a carnival would not tell you if you guessed the correct number of beans. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, there's no way you would win 50 grand off this, anyways. Mm hmm. That's kind of where my head went. Oh, yes, that was the other thing. Uh, you cannot in your life count that many beans. Like, it, you you would not be able to count that many. Um, to get to 5 billion beans, like, there's no way that you could... Unless you, I guess, have them portioned out. Like, you just have hundreds of people working in concert to portion out the beans so that you know how many are in there. It would, like, physically, just mathematically, it's impossible for them to know that they have that exact number of beans. But anyways, I really appreciate the people in 2006 uh, working through all that. I hope that they're all doing well. And I hope that they are all still curious about the world and still asking questions. I think that that's so important. Uh, he guesses 5 billion beans. He's right. Uh, wins 50k. And then uh, he starts to feel cursed. Uh, he kills himself uh, eventually after his wife loses her leg. All these other things happen that he blames himself for. And then Hurley says, oh, I think I have that same curse. And she... Kind of gets mad at him, saying there is no curse. 
All of these things would have happened no matter what. You make your own luck, Mr. Reyes. Yeah, I gotta say, everyone is telling Hurley that he's crazy. And obviously, we're watching Lost, so we know, like, there's something going on. I would say at the point where, like, the house catches on fire and I'm getting arrested in the span of 30 seconds, I do think that they're, like, bad things like that don't just happen all the time to one person. Right. I would absolutely be thinking I'm cursed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I don't understand how people are so dismissive of it. Yeah. Yeah, also people would let, well, first off, if you are worth millions of dollars, people will just agree with whatever you say anyway. Yeah. So why are they <laughs> yeah, pushing him on true. it? They'd be like, yes, you are cursed. <laughs> My kid actually needs health care. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that I am cursed here's $40,000. That'll cover one emergency room visit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Locke, we just get a little clip of Locke building with Claire. Um, he's made his own glue out of rendered animal fat. Again, where did he learn to do this stuff? I really hope <laughs> that we find out soon. Yeah. Uh, she says that he should have his own DIY show. Uh, I agree. And I think that Terry O'Quinn should have that as well. I know that he is not John Locke, but I think that, uh, I would, I would watch a show of him calmly explaining how he did certain things in the house. Mm-hmm. Same here. Jack, uh, triggers a tripwire, which, uh, blows up the bunker. Uh, Rousseau moved and rigged it to explode. Charlie and Hurley hear it and start heading towards it. And Charlie is mad at Hurley. Calls him crazy again. He's furious that Hurley's acting so weird. Then, I mean, again, this is so weird. Like, I just... It doesn't make sense for Charlie to have this little patience. Considering all the Mm -hmm. shenanigans. Like, Charlie murdered a guy that everyone wanted to keep alive Mm -hmm. like two episodes ago. Yeah, Hurley's just like going to talk to the only other person that they know was already on the island. Something that, like, should come up. Like, why wouldn't they go talk to her again? Uh, Why wouldn't other people... What if somebody talked to her that hadn't recently suffered, like, ten individual concussions? Right, yeah. (laughs) I know, it's insane that this is the first time that they're going into the jungle to talk to her again. Yeah, yeah. And And it's purely because of Hurley's backstory. It, if that wasn't hap- if that wasn't a part of it, nobody would even try and find her. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So Rousseau starts firing at them. Uh, they don't see her, but I'm assuming it's her. Um, uh, before Hurley gets a chance to tell Charlie about the curse, they run and get split up, and Hurley runs into Rousseau. This scene I really like. This is a fun scene. I like uh, Mira Furlan a lot, the woman who plays Rousseau. Uh, it's nice to see. Uh, Jorge Garcia get to be... It's nice to see Hurley not have to be just pure comic relief. And he kind of yeah. even calls it out in this... Uh, in this his little monologue he gets here. But he asks about the numbers and she doesn't know what they mean. And he kind of has a bit of a breakdown. Starts yelling at her and saying, like, you know, <laughs> I'm normally I'm the fun, happy-go-lucky Hurley, but I want some freaking answers. Mm-hmm. Um, he She puts down her gun... And talks about how her... So this was what crashed her ship, essentially. Was they heard the, the numbers through a transmission, crash into the island, eventually find a radio tower, which there is a radio tower on the island. We do get that information. For sure, nobody will go and try and find it. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Saeed with... <laughs> Saeed with rocks and, like, airplane scrap can put together, like, a couple walkie-talkies. So I feel He'll like make with his a full, own radio tower. Yeah, with a full radio tower, he I think he could very easily like launch a channel on Sirius XM. Yeah, um, yeah. if he wanted to. Absolutely. Uh, so of course they will never go and try and find it. So she and then she changed the transmission, which is what uh, we heard at the beginning of the series the the sixteen year loop. Uh, Hurley says that the numbers are cursed, and Rousseau kind of talks through it and agrees. And then Hurley is so relieved to hear that uh, that he hugs her. This was cute. Yeah. I think everybody has a moment like that in their lives, right? Where they're, like, trying to convince people of something. And to have that validation is so, like... Like, I felt this scene. It really resonated with me. I thought it was really awesome. Yeah. Good acting. It, well, yeah. 
you're right. I mean, typically it's not about a curse, but it is for sure. Like, yeah, you just need someone to tell you, like, hey, <laughs> hey, this person that, like, is really shitty to you all the time, they actually are, like, mistreating you. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get to be like, oh, thank, I, I've been feeling that, but nobody else is acting like it, so I thought I was mm-hmm. going crazy. Doesn't re- I mean, we don't get any more from Rousseau this episode, but that is uh, the first hug she's had in 16 years. That seems pretty yeah. momentous. Um, mm-hmm. Saeed is combing through uh, the wreckage, um, pulling stuff out, which that makes sense, too. That's something where I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I'd be pulling everything I can out of there. We could finally mm-hmm. have some furniture. Are you kidding me? Charlie stumbles out of the out of the jungle and then Hurley comes out like 10 seconds later so I guess Charlie just really took the long way around to get back to him uh and he gives Saeed a battery and says that uh Rousseau says hey it's fun I like that I like that potentially if Rousseau comes back Hurley could be like helpful and like it's nice to know that he has something that he can do on the island besides just call Jin and Sun Chinese yeah yeah Um, okay so Claire talks to Locke about how she was going to give the baby up. She says that it's her birthday, and she also says, you know, we're stuck on this island, uh, all this bad stuff is happening, it doesn't really matter that it's my birthday. Uh, which is true, but also, I don't know, kind of sad. Mm-hmm. If Boone, maybe it's just the fact that she's pregnant, but if Boone was, like, being mopey about his birthday, I'd be like, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter. But I do, somebody should have given yeah. her a little cake <laughs> of Claire. some kind. Yeah, give Claire a cake. Mm-hmm. She asks, uh, oh, Locke says that uh, that uh, their birthdays will be close together, which is good luck. I, have you ever heard that before? I have never heard that. He just makes things that he makes everything up. I know. I do believe that, though. I believe it was Michelangelo who said that yeah. <laughs> birthdays are close together. That's good luck. She uh, she asks if he believes in luck, and he says he believes in a lot of things. Um and then this is where, and you know, I hate to slander Claire. I like Claire a lot. Um, we have wondered, you know, what does she see in Charlie? Uh, but she asks, what is it that they've built? <laughs> and I, I have to think that maybe something that we haven't considered up until this point is that Claire is just dumb. <laughs> She's, she might just be very she stupid. She might be. Yeah. <laughs> she... <laughs> Unfortunately, after this scene, I think you might be right. For like, for sure, when he's like putting, like when he's building the, uh, the sides of it, and he has like the long piece with all the like different spikes coming out of it. Like, yeah, maybe that's some kind of trap. At some point, you got to put those dots together, yeah, Claire. Come, come on. on. <laughs> but he built a cradle, which is um, really cute and nice. It's sweet. It's nice, too, because it seems like other people, even Charlie, don't really think about her. Yeah. And, like, they always are reacting to stuff that's happening to Claire. But it doesn't seem like anyone's actually trying to, like, help take care of her. So it's nice to see the island daddy do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Charlie Charlie comes in for round three. Uh, Hurley's drying his um, shirt over the fire, and Charlie says, oh, whoa, we're... Yeah, you're resorting to eating shirts now or something like that. Um, Charlie asks Hurley what he was going to say back in the jungle, and Hurley starts to tell him about the curse, saying he thinks the plane crash was his fault. And Charlie immediately, like, without even knowing the lottery portion of it, just shuts down the idea that somebody can be cursed. And makes that about himself. As per usual. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it makes it about him being a drug addict. Yeah. And it's weird, he says he was uh, snorting heroin, but we did see that scene and it was brown sugar. So I was a little <laughs> bit confused. It seems like maybe that's... I, I, I should go on the IMDb goof section and put mm-hmm. that in there. <laughs> that is funny, he does immediately make it about himself. Uh, it's also... Like, we heard Charlie... Like, Claire... I don't know, what was it, five or six episodes ago, was telling him about the whole thing with the psychic. And he was like, oh, yeah, I do believe some people have the gift. My personal opinion, if you believe in psychics, you also have to believe in curses. (laughs) Yeah. You can't just be like one of these who's preposterous. I don't think Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. (laughs) Also, why is he so mad at Hurley? He gets, like, really upset. And I feel like Hurley this entire time has just been like... 
really even keeled, even with all of the bad jokes. And sure. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the way that he the reacts thing. is so strange. Yeah, it's it's very weird. I mean, we've made jokes about it on here, but obviously, like everything that they have Hurley do, none of it is supposed to be racist or anything like that. Like they're just trying to have him make jokes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't always land, but, like, Hurley as a character, I don't think... It would be crazy for any of the characters to get this mad at him. And Mm -hmm. the other comic relief character is the one doing it. It just... It's very out of nowhere. Uh, But anyways, Hurley tells him that he's worth $156 million, and uh, Charlie doesn't believe him. And it's not just that either. He's like, I told you my deepest, darkest secret, and you have to tell me your deepest, darkest secret. It's the weirdest conversation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, also that is that is a, a deal that you have to hash out before you yeah. <laughs> before you say your secret. Exactly. You can't be like, "Hey, I actually like ran over somebody in my car and uh I then I just drove off, never told anyone about it." So what's your deal? Uh you don't get to That's mm-hmm. mine. That is mine by the way, just FYI. And now, you the listener must share with me <laughs> your deepest yep. darkest secret. <laughs> Uh, we end the episode on a close-up of the hatch, uh, showing the numbers stamped into the side. Um, pretty creepy, to be honest. Yeah. The, to me, I think part of the reason that this episode works is Hurley's deal is kind of, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode, right? Where, you know, like, oh, this guy wins the lottery. Like, you can see... If you, if you started here, and you see this guy wins the lottery, he has all this bad luck in his life, the plane he's on crashes, and then he's now he's on the island, and his luck has turned around, and things are going better for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of just the formula for a Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that it continues the creepiness here. I think this episode would have worked just fine without it, but it is kind of like, oh, what does that mean moment at the end, which is fun. Uh, but yeah, then that's uh, that's numbers. Numbers. On IMDb, we get, it's it came in at number 23. Speaking wow. of Jim Carrey himself, it's the number 23 episode. Is that the highest up that we've gotten so far? It is, it is not, because directly above it, number 22 is Walkabout. Oh, gotcha. I don't know if we were I don't know if we were saying what the rankings were then uh, when we did Walkabout, but yeah, Walkabout is currently the highest, but that's much higher than most of the episodes that we've gotten recently have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I would agree. I mean, I think this is the first episode in a while that's really dealt with like the mythology of the island. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been some weird stuff going on, but like it's all been like. The thing with the boar and Sawyer has was kind of more character based than it was about the mystery of the island. Mm-hmm. But with with Hurley's numbers being tied into the hatch, it feels like it really is going to lead up to something, and I can't wait to see what it is next week. We have episode nineteen, uh, Deus Ex Machina, uh, a lock episode. Oh, good. Sure, is that a, it's our second lock episode, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. I think it's about time. Now that Jack is coming up on his third one or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, overall, I'm a fan of numbers. I think, yeah, I think this is probably a good time to, sorry, I might, I might cut out that long pause there. I think this might be a good time to talk about it. Um, Jorge Garcia, so the character of Hurley was basically written for him. Mm-hmm. And they did not have his uh, backstory in mind, I don't think. I would say until we get to the second half of the season, which the first half ended with uh, Claire getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back in January, I think at that point they probably had it nailed down with what they wanted Hurley's deal to be. Because that's when we start getting the stuff about like him losing forty grand to Walt and Batgammon, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But Hurley's backstory originally was that he was supposed to be a repo man. And what? he would be the the way that he worked was he was such a like an a peaceful a peaceful, like, you know, amiable guy that people would just hand over their stuff. Like he would basically charm them into just 
giving it over instead of him having to be like a ruthless guy that takes it. Mm. And I think it just was a little bit too similar to Sawyer would be my guess. I don't know why they didn't do that. I mean, this is still fun too. Like I said, I do enjoy this backstory. Um, but it is interesting to think about that they were thinking Hurley would have been a repo man. Um, I think they probably made the right call. I think so too, but it's still a part of his character. Like he, he is able to get things nicely. Like this isn't even the first episode where he's like come back with the battery, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's been able to, yeah, I I don't know. That would have been cool. We also like with the golf course, where, like, he just, he knows what people want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, sometimes I'll see TikToks of uh, repo people, like, posting, like, their dash cam or whatever. And I gotta say, I'm pretty much always on the side of the other person uh, every time I see those. Even though, like, obviously, like, yeah, maybe they just stop paying for their car or whatever. And so mm-hmm. it's getting repossessed. But I am always kind of like, damn, <laughs> that sucks. Like... It sucks watching some somebody lose their like transportation to work or whatever in yeah. front of your eyes. Like uh, it's, I think it would have been pretty hard to stay on a repo guy's side. Although maybe Hurley would have made it happen. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, so that's uh, that's numbers. Um, please uh, tweet at us at all the best pods. Send us an email all the best podcast at gmail Send us a five star review. Honestly, put your deepest, darkest secret in a five-star review. Yeah. And give it to us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know. I want to see one five-star review that says, I'm actually, there's a little girl who thinks that she's my little sister, but actually she's my daughter. I want to see that in a <laughs> in a five-star Apple Podcast review, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and until next week, get lost. Get lost. <laughs>